and welcome to the first annual Chopping Block Top 15 of 2015. Top 15? Maybe just like a top of 2015. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Don't fuck with the announcer, man. Um, I don't know. I guess I lost my spot and that's what I ad-libbed. Top 15 of 2015. (laughs) Because it sounds good. It sounds good. But then I don't want people to be like, top 15 of 2015. I have seven picks. 25 things. (laughs) Like, um, so this is our, our, uh, uh, top list of, uh, 2015. These are the things we most enjoyed the most out of movies and video games. And I'm going to bring you, uh, you are my top movies. Our host. I am not a host. (laughs) I I am your host. (laughs) (laughs) And you're my co-host. Um, this is just going to be our fun little... Uh, yeah. You guys should know who we are by now. I'm yeah. Joey. Uh, Johnny. Jonathan. Whatever you want to call me. Yeah, it's the first time we're doing this. Okay. <laughs> just calm down. <laughs> um, uh, pretty much what we're going to do, we're just going to bring you um, our top picks for the year. Um, in case you are thinking about a gift that you might want to get someone. Yeah. Or are looking for recommendations for yourself. Something that you might have missed during the year. Um, Joey's going to break down some of his top movies of the year. Uh, uh, after he's done, I'm going to pop in with uh, three of my favorites from the year. Um, of course, Joey being our resident movie expert. Hello. Um, and then I'm going to just talk about my top ten games of the year. Yeah. Um, and then, Joey, you'll chime in with a couple of games at the end there. Yeah. Uh, that'll be your picks. Um, so let's go and get this started. Let's start with a what... If I had to ask Joey, what is the one movie of 2015 that I need to go watch? The top movie that you actually just need to go see is Ex Machina. Okay. Uh, Ex Machina is the latest film from Oscar Isaac and and a couple other people. Uh, What is the movie about? So the movie is essentially about uh, this this billionaire who develops Android technology and he has like phones so he makes uh, like Motorola's and <laughs> yes exactly he's like he's, he's, he's bringing back the razor he's bringing back the flip phone it's amazing um, but essentially this uh, this movie is about um, this billionaire who's made his money off of a Google type website right um, and he's been developing uh, technology into humanoid robots into Android Androids. And he selects uh, out of random uh, one person to come and do a series of Turing tests. And Turing tests are essentially when somebody talks to a robot, and if he doesn't realize he's talking to a robot, then it passes the Turing test because then it is able to mimic being a human. Um, and that's what the entire movie is about. What defines humanity? Being a human. And essentially, and uh, the uh, person he picks to come and administer the Turing test uh, meets the android in question, uh, named uh, Eva, um, and essentially uh, starts to form a bond, a relationship with her. So that fall in love with the robot. Essentially, he falls in love with her. Um, it's kind of like a story of that, right? Exactly, and it's about it's essentially just you know uh, what drives is like also what drives a man to do what he does what defines human human compassion what defines human beings and also do you really know uh your own limits and can you are you aware enough to really uh see 
beyond the curtain, essentially. Right. It's it's a fantastic movie. I highly recommend going to go see it. It's uh, it was it's been my favorite movie of the entire year when I went, first went to go watch it. Right. It was fantastic. Um, that's number one on my list. Number two on my list, uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Mad Max Fury Road. We talked about it a little bit last week. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much uh, just to return to form. Uh, exactly. Watch one of the Mad Max movies before. Um, it's pretty much great. Like the best way I can try to describe it is car porn if you're not in a Fast and the Furious. Exactly. Uh, if you're not into like the swooped up Hondas. And, Fucking you know, Franken cars galore. Yeah, just old I mean, looking cars, giant yeah. tires. You see you see like a, a deuce coupe body on top of a, like a fucking big rig. Yeah. And it's insane looking and it looks fantastic. Um, and uh, essentially, if you get anyone who hasn't seen the movie, uh, the movie is about uh, four women who are being held captive by a character named Morton Joe, who is essentially breeding them to create a like to try and save the human race, and uh, it's all about their escape um, with the help of Imperator Furiosa, right, played by Charlize Theron. I think it's very much less of like helping them save the human race and more just kind of like making sure he has. Well, that's the character's stuff, reasoning know. behind it. Yeah, um, um, and. Uh, and it's all about their journey for freedom, and then essentially Mad Max kind of tags along for the ride, essentially. Yeah. Um, I it's pretty much yeah them escaping the freedom, yeah. the chase that uh, follows. Yeah, and it's fucking fantastic. And also, it really, um, if you haven't watched it, uh, I highly recommend you. Yeah, highly it recommend is it. visually stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, it really does a good job of setting you up in this post-apocalyptic world. Um, you know, some of the people you see and just the way they look and, uh, it just, it just really brings you into that world. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if, whoever, if you're, if you're a fan of the past movies, go see it. If you love George Miller, go see it. Even, and even if you're, if you don't know anything about the old movies, you can go pick, see it. And, yeah. You can pick this one up. Yeah. There's not any real mention to the old ones yeah. other than the, uh, you know, his car. Yeah. Which is his car, a couple other like little tidbits yeah. that only fans of the original movies would really get here. But it's, there. it's not like, Oh, we're outwardly like you need to know something about the old ones. Exactly. Very much standalone film. Very much worth watching. Yeah. Um, next up, uh, Jurassic world. Now, for a lot of people, Jurassic World might be another number one. At first, I had it as my number one, but kind of looking through the list again, I kind of realized kind of it's not. I rearranged that list a little bit. Um, it, it, like this was like I think it's so high on my list, mostly because it's just it's just a good place in my heart for this series of movies. Um, for those of you who do not know, I don't know anyone who doesn't know because um, it seems like everyone in the world has seen this movie at this point. Oh um, yeah, I mean this it broke box office records. Yeah, right? so. Um, so essentially. Essentially, uh, Jurassic Park has been up and running, and they essentially made Jurassic World. Something like, what, 20-something years after the mm-hmm. events of the first one? Pretty much. Um, and, pretty much, 
people got tired of this old of dinosaurs. They got yeah. tired of dinosaurs, so they have to make new dinosaurs and new attractions. They've and made so they gene splice a bunch of them together. Dinosaur, and it gets loose. Ensues. It gets loose. Chaos ensues. Jurassic Park regular shenanigans happens. Chris Pratt is Chris Pratt, and he you know saves the day. Blah blah blah. And essentially, as and then uh, at the end of the movie, uh, there is an amazing uh, you know this uh, Andronis Rex versus T-Rex fight and it's so cool there's there's very small callbacks to the original Jurassic Park and stuff like that but it's never focused on for too long Um, and it sets up a sequel um, and it's not well, it's sort of obvious, but it's not like in your face slapping yeah. obvious. Um, all around great movie. Yeah, and um, like if this is the like this is the Jurassic Park. I think I said this when we first when we first talked about it. Yeah, uh, this is a Jurassic Park movie I always wanted with like seeing dinosaur deaths and like yeah. people dying and so like this is definitely not your Spielberg Jurassic Park. This is a more action oriented. Uh, you know Jurassic Park, but also it's just it's just a very fantastic movie to go watch. Yeah, it's fun. It's just fun is the best way to put it. Yeah. Um, number four on my list, uh, Bridge of Spies. Um, I talked about this one not too long ago. I uh, I remember saying that it met my expectations, but it didn't exceed my expectations. But also, I kind of had my expectations pretty high on this movie. Right. Um, for those of you who do not know, it is about the uh, is about a, uh, a, a lawyer here in the United States in New York who is uh, tasked to defend uh, a Russian spy in court, and uh, the events that follow it immediately after are a uh, when an American spy plane crashes in Russia and the Russians then have our our uh, our spy pilot and the lawyer is then tasked again to uh, to create the swap between right. uh, both countries and it's a uh, very tense it's, it's a very tense film um, uh, especially those people who do not know the uh, history courtroom thriller yeah it's ca- courtroom thriller almost um, and, but it's, it's it's splendidly acted um, it's not really above and beyond Spielberg's abilities as a director but there's always there's very, something very interesting and very unique about the way he kind of goes about it in a way I guess um, but it's just it's just a fantastic movie to Spielberg go watch. Spielberg caliber movie. Yeah, he definitely. Exactly. It's, it's not something he found it. it. It's it's Spielberg all the way. Yeah, I, I yeah exactly. And then uh, number five on the list, uh, Steve Jobs. Now uh, I remember like uh, when I first talked about Steve Jobs, I said that it was a movie I was cool on in the beginning, but the more it, like I've sat. And you know, just stated it as time went on. The more I came to really love it, right? And uh, the performances are fantastic. The pace is very frenetic and kinetic. It's just it's uh, and it's, it's the most exciting movie you'll ever see of people just talking. Um, it, like pretty much the entire movie is are is just 
conversations and arguments. But the arguments are done in such a way to where they equate to a bare knuckle fist fight. And it just doesn't relent for like a good like 20, 30 minutes at a time. And then you finally get that catharsis in when everything slows down and they move on to the next act of the movie. So, so you get, um, you get fighting without like, without this flying physical fighting. Yeah. But it's just as intense as a physical fight. It's just as intense. And if, if you watch it, you will be enraptured by just the dialogue, the way it's written, the way these actors deliver their lines with such authority and conviction that you believe that they are who they represent. Right. And it was fantastic. And uh, even though it didn't, didn't do well in the box office at all, I highly suggest going to go see it. Um, it's a, a very well-made movie. And if you're a fan of Danny Boyle, if you're a fan of Aaron Sorkin, perfect movie to go watch. Number uh, six on my list. Oh, yeah. Also, I only have seven on my list. Um, But number six on my list, uh, Ant-Man. Um, Ant-Man was just a really fun movie. It was it was kind of a surprise uh, to see how good it was. Probably the best Marvel movie of the year, I would say. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it was fantastic. It was fun to watch. It... Uh, See the best way to put it is probably to say uh, like it, like the side characters really make this movie as great as it is because there's a comedic tinge to it that is more prevalent than the other movies. I mean, there's always kind of like some lighthearted instances in the other right. movies to kind of other break the tension. Marvel movies, right? Um, but this one is more upfront. It really plays up the comedic yeah. angle, especially because they have Paul Rudd um, as Ant Man, and he's known and, for all of his comedic works. So. Yeah, I mean, like if if you ask people who like Paul Rudd was, you like, oh, he's the guy from. Uh, uh, I, I love you. I love you, man. Yeah. Or from uh, role models or something right. like that. And you know, he he was fantastic in the movie, and he was hilarious. And Michael Pena is one of the best. He's he's like he's he steals every scene he's in, and uh, one of the best characters in the movie. Um. So yeah, if you if you want just a good fun action movie, go watch Ant Man. You know, it's it. I believe it's out on Redbox now, so I'm sure you can easily go pick it up without yeah. having to buy it first. Yeah. So. Um. And last on my list. Uh, there, I kind of say this with a little bit of reservation because once again, the more I've sat with it and gestated it, the more I've come to like it a little bit less down the line. Uh, but Avengers: Age of Ultron, reason being, is because it, while it's just a really cool action movie and there's a lot of really fun action set pieces and you know big explosions and everything fun that you would expect in a summer blockbuster. Um, it just really felt like a placeholder for Infinity War. Right. Um, and, and I felt the same way about it. Uh, it wasn't bad. Yeah. You it know, it's worth checking definitely out. definitely wasn't but bad. It just, um, they did have a lot going on. Um, but at the same time, they didn't really have a lot going on. Yeah. You know? It's like there, it's, there, there's a lot going on in the sense that they're setting up for something big. Yeah. And, and you have the Ultron. You have, what, Vision in it as well. Yep. Um, you have the new characters, uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch mm-hmm. in there. So you have all these new players in the game, but it's still not a lot. Yeah. You know, it's, it still feels kind of empty and just unmemorable, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like I said, all that being said, it's not a bad movie. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, if anything, what they should have done, killed Hawkeye, because nobody cares about that bitch anyway. <laughs> you have to use his family. You should have fucking killed him. Whatever. Hey, there, there's just there's a lot of things they could have done to really uh, spruce up that movie a little bit more, but it wasn't horrible. It wasn't bad, and it's worth watch. It's definitely not the worst movie I've seen this year. Right. Um, there, there's, there's, like, it's surprising because I have a list of horrible movies that I've seen, but there's only two on there. And that says a lot. You know what? Let's. Um, Should I do those two? You might as well. What? What? Okay. So. Um, this is going to be the Razzie section of the Razzie our, section of our awards of awards uh, ceremony here. Um, these are your. You said you have two. I have two. These will be your top two. Do not watch lists under twenty. I mean, like I'm pretty sure these are probably used uh, by the CIA to get information out of you by having you watch these this on repeat. Oh, on repeat. Like, no, no. Don't make me watch it again. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to save number one for last, even though you can probably guess which one it is. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, so number two on the list. Of the bad movies. Of the worst movies I've seen this year. Um, so is second place for bad movies. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Is uh, Vacation. The newest Vacation movie. <sighs> it, it, it's... A sequel that um, is a sequel to the first Vacation movie. Um, uh, essentially, uh, for those of you who do not know, Vacation was a series of films by National Lampoon about a family, the Griswolds, uh, helmed by uh, you know Chevy Chase. As you know, as they go on vacation and they get into yeah, hijinks. Pretty exactly. Much. They're they're kind of like blissfully dumb. Yeah, kind of blissfully ignorant, yeah. kind of stupid, but very determined. At least. Uh, Clark Griswold, Chevy Chase, yeah. is very uh, you know determined to get to Wally World and show uh, his family uh, a good vacation. And uh, that movie was funny. That movie was had a, a lot of great comedic moments, a lot of great uh, comedic timing, and it was just fantastic to watch. And also, it's actually really cool to see what Six Flags used to look like back in like the yeah. early '80s. Um, uh, whereas Vacation with uh, Ed Helms as the son of the of uh, the of the, right. fa- of the Griswold family, Rusty Rusty Griswold uh, decides to emulate his father's plan and take his family on a cr- on a cross crunchy tr- cross country trip. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Took a little while, um, and. Uh, you know, sh- and you know, take him to Wally World for a vacation. Um, whereas uh, the original vacation was lighthearted and fun and very funny and endearing and heartwarming. This new vacation movie with Ed Helms just kind of felt a little forced. It was little- forced. It was kind of mean spirited, and it was annoying. That's the worst part about it. It wasn't funny. It was annoying. And I, it's just, it's not worth watching. And like, there is no redeeming value to this movie at all. Um, okay. And before you announce this, I've got to request a drum roll, please, for the worst movie of the year. And the worst movie of the year goes to Fantastic Four. Because <laughs> <laughs> who? I almost forgot about Fantastic Four. Yeah. 
Um, so for those of you who do not know, Fantastic Four follows, or at least it's supposed to follow. Uh, it's supposed to be the reboot. Right? It's supposed to be the reboot um, where it follows the Fantastic Four, uh, Victor Von Doom, uh, you know, Ben Grimm. Origin story, how yeah. they get their powers. Um, and, and their main villain, Doctor. Yeah. And essentially, they instead of going into space like they're supposed to, they go into another dimension. Why? It, it, like that The whole origin story did not need to be changed, but for some reason they changed it. And there's a lot of unnecessary changes that were in the movie. All the acting. The acting was horrible. The acting was bad. And by not bad actors, by right. actually good actors, it was just bad all the way through. And it was, it was just... There, there's... <laughs> I can't really put into words how horrible it was. It was just mediocre, but it's past not, mediocre. It's not like one. Of, it's not like a bad bad movie where you can like watch it and enjoy yourself. Yeah, it's it's not like that's like it, like bad like the room. It's, like, it's not you know a riff tracks mystery science theater three thousand bad type of movie where you can just sit there and have a fun time making fun of it. It kind of physically hurts to watch this movie. It's just a bad movie. It's just like. What were you thinking? This in this like it's a movie that ends careers, and Josh Trank's not going to be making movies for a very, very, very long time, if at all. Well, yeah, we'll see him in a couple of years with something a lot lower budget, with a directed, direct like directed DVD type of flick. That but like some actors, yeah. I mean, uh, was Michael B. Jordan, like he was in Creed, right? Yeah. So, and that movie oh, is doing. He's as well. he he's kind of so. a bigger name actor, at least at the moment. Um, but I'm actually kind of surprised he like his career is, is survived. I well, think because he had other things lined up for the future. Probably he probably think, had some. I, yeah, things. I don't think he like got. Boots he seems like a smart dude yeah, to so. to really kind of plan that out. Um, the yeah, other the I dude think. who played Ben Grimm, I don't know if he had the foresight. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to see him for a while. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, the uh, the girl. I can't remember what her name is. It, um, it's very much a. She had some plans. So yeah, she she had plans yeah. for some other movies. She was in The Martian recently, so she's able to redeem herself. Miles Teller doesn't have to worry. He has an Oscar nomination under his belt. He can kind of get away with one flop. Right. Um, and like with a big flop, I guess. But uh, yeah, it, it's bad. Don't see it. Don't ever see it. Like if you have the option to like get punched in the face or watch that movie, get punched in the face. It's it, it's going to be a lot shorter and more enjoyable than watching that movie. All right. So now that we've talked about your favorites and your two least favorites, the worst movies of the year for you, um, I'm just going to give you a couple of my uh, top picks. Uh, my first one is Inside Out. Yeah. Um, amazingly animated film. Um, just visually stunning. Um, and it just, watching it, you can't help but feel what this main character has felt. Yeah. Um, at least for someone like me, it's a story of a, of a kid who moves from... Uh, Northern America, like, you know, where it's very frozen and hockey happens. I believe it's like Michigan. Um, and they moved to San Francisco. So anybody who's ever moved is going to know this feeling of leaving friends behind and, um, you know, experiencing sadness and, you know, all this other stuff. It's just beautifully animated. The story is amazing. Um, 
you can't help but feel and cry during the movie. Um, I'm sure if you're a parent, um, you're going to have those feelings, if not stronger, because there's a lot of like, you know, the parents trying to be there for their kids, maybe not spending as much time with their kids as they can and, you know, seeing what they go through. Um, great, great movie. Go watch it. Um, I'm sure you can red box it. Um, I went out and bought it as soon as it came out. You know, it's one of those things that I definitely want to add to my library. Um, second movie that I put on this list, um, we talked about it already, Jurassic World. Yep. Um, just amazing. I, I love fucking dinosaurs. I have since I was a kid. It's just amazing to see dinosaurs happen again and have it be just as crazy brutal and still, like, you know, a good story behind it as well. Yeah. Um... And then finally, I'm going to talk about a movie that isn't even out as of our recording of this, <laughs> um, Star Wars. And I know a lot of people might be mad and say, uh, uh, oh, like, you know, the movie's not out. What if it's shitty? Like, you know, what if it's bad? Or maybe the movie's out and you're saying that movie was horrible. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've ever had such strong feelings and such hype for anything before. Yeah. Um, whether it's good or bad, the uh, the high I've been feeling uh, from watching it or from a new Star Wars coming out is unparalleled. And um, the hype alone is making this on this list. Um, well, I, I will talk about it, I'm sure, in a couple weeks. Uh, the next time we uh, record the news episode, uh, I'm probably going to talk nothing but Star Wars when that comes out. Um, but for now, that is in my top three. Because like I said, even though it's not out, uh, nothing can rival the hype that I've had for Star Wars. Episodes. Yeah, yeah I, I, I know it, and I don't even live with you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to wrap up our movie awards. So... Um, Next up on the Chopping Block Awards segment, video games. Oh, man. And what a year for video games it has been. Am I right, Joey? I am agreeing <laughs> with you. It, it, it's surprising because, like, okay, so I kind of skimped out on actually making that list because I actually play so few video games. Right. Um, so I, I've been going through a list of, like, all the releases, and I'm surprised by how many that I've played and how much I've fucking loved and enjoyed. Right. So, Johnny, you go first while I compile my list. Oh, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um, so... I didn't really put these in any particular order. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll definitely let you know which ones I like more than other ones. Um, but these are all amazing games that came out this year. Um, and I'm probably going to start off with my favorite game of the year, uh, Fallout 4. Fallout 4 is... The, the tagline for the game says it says the best welcome home. Yeah. Um, it just... There's this huge world, and after putting... Uh, probably about like 70 hours into the game already I'm still finding new things and discovering new things and you know it's just a great big game and yeah there's some bugs in there that people are complaining about not anything that I've personally found yet um, knock on wood um, but still a great game uh, if you had to pick one game and you want a game that you're going to be able to play for a couple months Fallout's going to be that game for sure um Next game I have on this list is another game that we talked about last week. Uh, came out earlier in the year, um, Until Dawn. 
Mm-hmm. A great narrative-driven game. Um, really makes your choices feel like they matter. And a lot of them do. Some throwaway choices you might have made in Chapter th- 2 will come back and affect you in Chapter 9 or 10. Yeah. And something that you would have never even have guessed. But some small action, is it really plays up that butterfly effect that they really focus on in the game. Um and yeah, it's one of those things where you might have seen someone else play this game, but nothing beats playing it yourself, and really nothing beats watching someone else play it for the first time, um, not knowing what decisions to do, and kind of after you play it once or twice, you kind of know what some decisions will affect, but watching other people who don't know what those decisions are, really, really, it's just a fun time. It's the only game that... Um, I played, and then Anne was sitting on the couch watching me play. And the next day, she was like, "So, uh, are you going to play until dawn?" Or you know, it's the only game where she wasn't playing, but she wanted me to play it because she wanted to know what was going to happen with the story. And, like, and, and the from, from the looks of it, like just by being able to sit there on the couch and watch, it just seems like it would play out like a movie, which exactly, is which is what I would love. <laughs> you see other people's decisions, and there was, uh, you know, there's decisions you make where if you're watching a horror movie, you're like, "Oh, that was stupid. I would never do that. Like, why would you do that?" But then when you're put on the spot, sometimes you make those same exact decisions. So, um, onto Dawn, go check it out. Um, Star Wars Battlefront. Um, not all that great of a hardcore shooter. If you're a hardcore shooter fan, you're probably not going to super dig this game. There's not a whole lot of depth to it. But uh, what I can say is this is a great game for someone who's just who doesn't really know a lot about shooters, shooters isn't too familiar with them. Uh, someone who wants to sit on the couch with their cousin or with a friend or with even a parent and play the game, they can do that. Um, visually, it's stunning, um, and it lets you play out your Star Wars fantasies. So if you're a Star Wars fan, um, go check out Star Wars Battlefront. Next on the list, I have Mortal Kombat uh, X. Um, This is just a fucking brutal game. Horrifically violent, and the fatalities are amazing. Jason motherfucking Voorhees. Even even without him in the mix, there's very brutal things. They they really played out... uh, Fatalities involving the brain, where the brain like slops out of the skull or gets chopped up and minced up. (laughs) There's some where you'll see like heads ripped off and the tongue will kind of just be there, you know, just flapping away. Um, The DLC characters were great for them, Uh, great for the game. And with the new season of DLC characters that was just revealed. Um, definitely a top game of 2015. Um, you can probably wait till 2016 and get like a complete um, Mortal Kombat collection uh, that'll come with all the DLC. Um, but if you don't want to wait until then, I'm sure you can pick it up kind of cheap. The game came out earlier in the year. So, um, fifth game I have on the list is uh, Tales of the Borderlands. Uh, Telltale game uh, in the Borderlands setting. Um, It stays true to all the Borderlands humor that you would think of. That very just kind of quirky, little off the wall. Kind of weird. Yeah, kind of awful. Um, (laughs) But it's great. It works very well. And um, 
there's plenty of sequences where some stuff is happening and the story is told from two different characters' perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, so there will be parts where a character will be telling a story and the other one will be like, that's not how it happened. This is how it happened. You'll have to play that small little section again. And, you know, it'll it's, kind it's of... Like, for, for the movie buffs out there, that's essentially Rashomon the video game. All right. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely a fun... Uh, fun thing to play um it's downloadable only i think it's like 20 bucks it's definitely worth checking out um i have the witcher 3 on here Um, obviously amazing case i've sunk so many goddamn hours into that game um it's a great open world game uh very different than something like fallout Mm -hmm. um but the world is just as big uh, so many side missions and different things that you can uh, look for and find. Um, the story is compelling. And really, you can be... It, it's a true role-playing game. I mean, you're picking dialogue choices. Yeah. You can kind of be more of an assholey character, someone who's more caring. Um, there's plenty of love interest if you're into video game sex scenes. Uh, at some point, Geralt there's a sex scene on a horse. On a <laughs> on a stuffed unicorn. Um, I think I've seen that video. So, a yeah, it's times. a great game. Um, story is compelling. Um, it, it did an amazing job with side quests, something that I hadn't really seen in a lot of games before where the side quests will begin. And, you, you know, side quests in usual games like fetch quests, um, collection quests, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, escort quests. But this is very much like, oh, go here and do this. Um, but you went there and did this and it starts this like actual quest line just from the stupid little side quest that you might have missed. And that was uh, really nice to have this small little quest turn into this like big expansive uh, quest line. Yeah. The only problem with that is you do so many of those, you kind of forget about the main quest for a while. <laughs> uh, one of the reasons why I snuck so many goddamn hours into that game. Um Number seven I have on this list um, is Mario Maker, Super Mario Maker. Mm-hmm. Um, great game. Um, really, I think one of the few things that came out of Nintendo this year that really blew people away. Uh, being able to make your own Mario levels and being able to play other people's Mario levels um, really makes this a game you'll be able to play forever. Yeah. Um, and it's something that. Uh, Wii U owners will be able to hold over the heads of everyone else. Everybody else. Yeah. Um, everybody else has these like nice, beautiful looking games. And um, yeah, you know, sometimes you hold graphics over the Wii U mm-hmm. with the Xbox One and PS4. Um, yeah, this is something that really uh, Nintendo fans can hang their hats on. Yeah. Um, and they seem to be supporting the game. Uh, recent update, they added checkpoints. They're uh, adding a searchable website for, uh, you know... Um, uh, for levels. For like, levels. To be able to Sorry. filter out levels yeah, a little bit co- easier. Completely uh, spaced there for a second. Thank you. Um, so, yeah. It, I'm glad to see they're supporting it, which means that hopefully in the future we'll see some DLC for uh, Mario Maker as well. Uh, new, like, tile sets and stuff like that. Hopefully yeah. it would be nice. Um, number eight I have on the list is a Nintendo's other hit title of the year, Splatoon. Um just remember that you're a kid now. And then you're, you're a squid now. You're a squid now. 
Um, it's a great shooter from Nintendo, um, and it's a great shooter for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of kids are very much into like wanting to play Call of Duty. Maybe they see their older brothers or other people playing Call of Duty, and they want a shooter as well. Um, this is very much that. Yeah. Um, very kid friendly. Uh, the objectives are less uh, go out and kill other people, more so kind of just like, you know, tag your area with ink. So even if you're not very good at shooters, you can still contribute to your team a lot. You know, you don't have to be great at shooters. Um, all that being said, there's plenty of like, you know, elements in there for hardcore players. Mastering weapons is uh, very satisfying. Finding something that works for you and. Of course, you can dress your kid squid up with uh, <laughs> neat clothes and hats and goggles and shoes and shit like that. Hold, hold so. on, hold on. After you dress your kids, are you still a kid? You're still a kid. But hold but on. You can turn into a squid. Okay. But then you're a kid again. But then can you turn back into a squid? Yeah, you can turn back into a squid. Okay. And there's also a single player mode. So even if you're not connected online, there's still something for you there. Uh, the, the greatness of that game really comes into... Um, in the online play and they've supported it with so much free DLC at this point that if you were apprehensive about getting the game at first because of the lack of levels and modes that fear should be completely gone now um, they've added so much stuff in there that it's definitely worth playing um, number nine and definitely not number nine as far as ranking goes um, Metal Gear Solid 5 um, it was highly anticipated and it delivered on every front, yeah, for sure. Um, so many little things that you can do in that world, and something that you can only expect from someone like uh, Kojima, Kojima yeah. um, and the games he makes. Uh, for a game that uh, one of the biggest pride points that people talk about is having there be a bucket of ice, being able to shoot the bucket of ice, the ice falls on the table, and the table melts. Or not the table melts, the ice melts. The okay, table melting just, would be fucking weird. I, okay, I, I was honestly going to say, like, I would not put it past Kojima, like, if the ice falls on the table, then the table melts. That just seems like it would be par for the course for him. Yeah, but uh, no, the, I, you, to put that much detail into, um, I believe I was uh, on the first Metal Gear Solid, so a PlayStation mm-hmm. game, that's amazing, you know? And they really didn't skimp on those tiny details in this game. Um, definitely worth checking out. Um, if you, even if you're not a huge fan of Metal Gear, even if you've never played any of the games before, you can definitely pick up and play this game. Um, and, yeah, there's going to be maybe some stuff that you might not get right away. Um, but there's plenty of audio logs in the game that will describe what's going on. And really, like I said, it's just a, it can be a standalone title. Yeah. So if you're apprehensive about it, don't be. Go check it out. Um Finally, what I have on here, I guess, might be sort of a cop-out. Because none of the games are from this year. And there's also 30 of them in the box. (laughs) Um, Rare Replay uh, for the Xbox One. Um, Amazing set of games. Uh, Rare is by far one of my favorite uh, developers. Um, So to see this, like, uh, gallery of uh, some of their best games back from... Uh, back from their first games to uh, even up their most recent stuff to uh, Banjo-Kazooie like Nuts and Bolts uh, to see that huge library all in one place and having to only pay $30 for it mm-hmm. worth checking out for sure um, 
So those are my uh, top ten picks of the year. Um, definitely a lot out there this year. There's stuff I left out. Um, if you want honorable mentions, I would say something like Undertale, which was an amazing game. Yeah. Uh, Dying Light also came out this year. Uh, and that game was really good. There's plenty of other honorable mentions. Um, but those are going to be my top ten for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Joey, do you have your... Uh... I have my list ready to go. Uh, now, it's actually a really short list. There's only five games on it. But also, like I, I just don't have time to play a bunch of games after work. Um, also, I don't have the energy for it. I understand. Yeah. Was like, uh, so, uh, first on the list, because we played a little bit of it, and I, played a, I was actually able to play a little bit more of it later down the line, but uh, Evolve... Evolve was Evolve was fun. Like, it, like, was it a great game? Uh, not really. I was expecting it to be left like a new Left for Dead. Yeah, I don't think it really had the legs, but it was. It doesn't mean it wasn't yeah. a great game. I enjoyed yeah. every second of it. Oh yeah. Also, this is also in no particular order. <laughs> right. Um, right. But uh, Evolve, Evolve was just fun. It was right. just fun to play. Um, also infuriating to play at times, but hey, you know that just comes with the territory. Um, uh, next up, uh, I think this would be one of the games I enjoyed the most out of the year. I'm not entirely sure when it first came out, but it just came out on the Xbox One not too long ago, and that was Lifeless Planet. Yeah. Um, Lifeless Planet is uh, just a pure narrative story-based exploration game. Um, you play, uh, you know, a astronaut who crash lands on. Uh, a lifeless planet right. that was uh, you kind of get like it's as like you explore Mars yeah. of a planet exactly and uh, as you explore you kind of realize that it was uh, tri- people like, had been there people before. had been there people tried to colonize uh, but something happened and then as you venture further into the game you will uncover what happened further down the line yeah there's play, there's it's one of those games where you can play the whole game um, there's audio logs but even mm-hmm. if you don't find them you're still going to have an experience if you do find them it really creates yeah. a narrative driven game rather yeah. than just like a platforming kind of a also game. like i just fucking loved finding them and it was just really cool to find them all and uh there there's some interesting puzzles in it too like yeah. like they're not a, a particularly hard uh, some of them kind of you'll scratch your head for a little while but um but you know it it's just a really it, it was surprisingly touching in a right. way because uh, you really empathize with the main character as he longs to go home and even even that though like there's really no narrative there right yeah so it's just it's it's really nice to play a game that has has you feeling something without having to say anything exactly it, 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 they true. don't need to build up these characters they don't need to like make you feel for these characters they don't have to say a damn thing and you're gonna feel yeah so pretty much uh that was a good game yeah. for sure um another game that i loved uh i played it twice um was uh gta 5 Ooh. um did that come out this year I believe so. At least it was on the list. It was on the list of the games I was scrolling through. It might have been like very early, early. I think it was really early on, like February. So I think it was like Um, February or something like that. Yeah. But um, GTA Five, that game consumed a long portion of my life for a bit, especially on the 360. um, When I first played it, it was it's the story is fantastic. The acting in it is phenomenal and definitely worth revisiting on the newer console. If you play. It on the 360. If you played it on the PS3, mm-hmm. um, go check out the Xbox. Yeah, uh, the Xbox One version, version is PS4, fantastic, or the PC version. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them um, 
have enough to where it's a completely different experience. You can play it completely in first person. Mm-hmm. They've added new kind of little things here and there. Yeah, first person is super intense. It's really intense. It's surprising, but it's fucking great. It's not. Yeah, it's not a great first person shooter. Mm-hmm. It just adds a whole new dynamic exactly. to a game that's always been third person. Yeah, playing some of the missions in first person, completely different experience. Yeah. Um, also, the soundtracks. The soundtracks are fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, you know, Vinewood Boulevard has, they has Fiddler and Waves, two bands I fucking love. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Channel X is another channel I listen to the most on that game. Just a bunch of fucking LA hardcore, fucking Fear, Agent Orange, the yeah. Youth Brigade, awesome bands. Um, um, so yeah, check it out. If you didn't haven't checked it out, it's fun. It'll last you a while too. It's kind of, it's expensive. Yeah, it's definitely one of those games where you're going to play for a good long yeah. while. There's plenty to do in that world. Um, this game was also on Johnny's list. Uh, Mortal Kombat X. Like every single time I go over to Johnny's place, we play it. And it's brutal. It's fantastic. It's just you know, the more you win, or the more it's like the more you win is the more you just make fun of the other person, and the more you lose, the more you just like determined to finally beat your beat yeah. whoever you're fighting Even against. Even if you're going to play a very cheap character and just do like leg sweeps the whole time just so you can win. Yeah, um, yeah, great game. It, it's fun. Also, Jason Voorhees has just been really fun to play as. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, and. Uh, last on my list, definitely not least, uh, a game that I'm still kind of playing, uh, Castle Wolfenstein, The Old Blood. Fucking grindhouse violent, just awesome, Nazi-killing fun time. I mean, it, it, it reminds me of The New Order a lot, but it's also different from The New Order in its tone. And it's a standalone thing in and of itself, so even if you don't have The New Order, you can go download. Yeah. Uh... You know this uh, standalone. Exactly. It's just it's just fun. I mean, like uh, I like I've put it on uh, not Uber, but like the the setting below Uber. So like the second hardest setting, and I'm getting my ass kicked like a bunch. But also, it's just so rewarding when you finally clear that checkpoint, yeah. and you get to that uh, to the next part of the level or the next part of the game. It just makes me really excited for the next entry in the series. Yeah, for sure. Like and, like it's just also like if you're a fan of Grindhouse flicks, this emulates the Grindhouse type of you know uh, tone and style loading bodies yeah. and heads Uber, like amazing gore it's yeah. awesome so that's my top 5 of 2015 for video games alright and I think that'll probably wrap up our great little award show that we just had um, ladies and gentlemen this has been a wonderful night for celebration no, or day get out. Time, I guess depending on when you're listening to it. <laughs> but I think I'm hearing. Uh, I think I, I'm hearing well, the music. We're, we're, we're trying hearing, to play us off. We're hearing uh, the Jurassic Park theme. <laughs> trying to play us off. <laughs> So not really. <laughs> Easy. I, I love John Will. But yeah, no, we're we're getting rushed off here. Um, I guess uh, we should probably leave. Yeah. Um, I, I want to thank the academy. I want to thank the developers, mom, dad, Jesus Christ Almighty. I love you. You owe me ten bucks. Most importantly, I want to thank our fans. No, listening to us. Um, Thank you for tuning in. Um, if you enjoyed this, go like us uh, on Facebook. Go rate uh, us on the iTunes page. Go listen to us on Stitcher, wherever you listen to uh, podcasts. We're probably there. Um, shoot us an email if you agree with our list, disagree with our list. It, did we miss something? Yeah. Send us an email. Let us know. Uh, in the menus podcast at gmail.com. Uh, 
alternatively, let me try that again. Alternatively, you can leave us a comment um, on the website. Um, but yeah, check us out. We should be back next week um, with a great Christmas episode, hopefully. Um, but if not, we, uh, you know. You guys, so we're just gonna work, we'll get out of here. We'll, uh, we're, we, the music keep playing, they keep telling us to leave. So, um, we're gonna get out of here. Thank you for a great night, and thank you for joining us. Um, hopefully, we're still doing this a year from now to do this again. Yeah, don't worry, yeah. we will be back next week though with a great new episode. So, we'll see you guys then.